Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. We're holding, Ezat Hashem, Mesechet Ha'anit, Taf Aleph. We're in the middle of a sugya, Yud Amad Aleph, Tene, Yud Amad Aleph. Right here, around here. We're holding, Just we just finished discussing the, the Machloket, Rabbi Yezer of Yeshua, where does the rainwater come from? Below, above? Now, hold on. Om Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're up to. Om Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. That's what we're up to. Now, the Gemara tells us something here which is going to lead it to the next discussion. Om Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Exactly. Aleph Reish Yud Bet Lamed. You see that? It's an acronym. Yeah, exactly. Om Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. It's about... Eight lines be- below the wide lines, down the wide lines. Amar Yeshua ben Levi. Yeshua ben Levi says the following idea. Now listen, listen to this. The entire world, remember we said Eretz Yisrael gets water first, the blessed water, and the rest of the world gets the tamsit, which is the leftover. So a similar idea here. First, Gan Eden gets watered. And the rest of the world gets whatever's left over water from what Gan Eden was watered with. Okay. Oh, so let's see. Shenemai, because in Bereshit, when it says Hashem uh, created Gan Eden, it says, a river goes out of Eden. And Tana, the Brayta, teaches, right, so it says a river goes out of Eden and it washes, the, waters the rest of the world. So we see the water that came out from Eden, which first watered Gan Eden, then the water went and provided uh, nourishment for the, rest, for the rest of the world. First Eden, Gan Eden. Oh, and then Eretz Yisrael, okay, fine. Right, right, because you said first Eretz Yisrael, that's true, okay. And then the rest of the world, right. Good, good, good. Oh. Tana, says the Brayta, now listen to this Cheshbon. Mitamtzit beit kor, the leftover of a beit kor, shoteh tarkav. Tarkav is an acronym. It means tre de kav. Tre is two, kav is one kav. So three kav. So from what's, what's left over of the beit kor, I'll explain in a second. What's left over of beit kor, shoteh tarkav, tre ve kav. You can water three kav. Now listen to the cheshbon. A kor is a measurement of area. Core is 180 kav. Okay? 100 kav is water, water size. Kav is a... It's, a, it's like, like liter. Let's say liter, let's say. Or it's really a measurement, I think, of ground, but like this. Core is 180 kav. So we said it's as follows. What's left over from the core, you can water three kav. So what's the cheshbon? That means that Gan Eden is... Sorry, the rest of the world is one sixtieth the size of Gan Eden. Everybody hear that cheshbon? So Let's so speak it out. Let's speak it out. Kur is hundred and eighty kav. So one eighty. What's left over from the core, meaning what's used to water Gan Eden, what's left over can water the rest of the world, which is three kav. So hundred and eighty so versus three is how much? Is sixty times. 60 times. 3 times 6 is 180. So that means that Gan Eden is 60 times more bigger than the rest of the world. 
60 times bigger. The rest of the world is one sixtieth of Gan Eden. You hear the Cheshbon? You hear that Cheshbon? Here, look over here for a second. I'll explain. Let me explain it here. I wrote it here on the side. Look at this. Kur is 180 kav. Kur is 60 times tarvikav. It's 60 times three kav. You see? Simple cheshbon. Whatever. And tarkav is three kav. Fine, whatever. That's the idea. Exactly. So that means Gan Eden, like we just said, Gan Eden is 60 times the size of the rest of the world. Now, whenever we talk about Gan Eden, I just want to point something out. We don't, I don't, I don't at least imagine that it's a physical place that exists on this planet. I, I, don't, I don't assume that. Is Gan Eden a physical place that exists in Africa no, somewhere? No, 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 or, or in no, it's Europe somewhere? It's something spiritual, that's what I would assume. So, so meaning when we're talking about, that's what I would assume. Although, I just want to point out in the Psukim, we're talking about real rivers in Breshit. You know in Breshit, it talks about real rivers, the Euphrates and the Tigris and all these different, they're real rivers, the Nilos, I mean, these are real rivers. So it, it, it draws the boundaries of Gan Eden using real physical rivers, even though we have, I mean, if, if it was on this world, we probably would have found it already, you'd imagine, right? That's what you would imagine. Now, you're talking about something else, you're talking about the Pardes, that's a different story. Difference. Now, I don't know if that's the same thing necessarily. Four chachamim, they went in. I don't know. The point is, what we just said was that Gan Eden is sixty times the size of the rest of the world. So somehow there's a comparison here. We're going to continue on the same theme, but we're going to talk about real physical things that we can actually compare. And this is fascinating. This next discussion. Certain parts of the world that are the greater than other parts of the world. We'll talk about Gehenom a little bit. Let's see it inside now. But anyways, in terms of what we just said. Gan Eden is watered by a kur, and the leftover waters, tarkav, trekav, meaning three kav, which means the rest of the world is a sixtieth the size of Gan Eden. Tanu Abanan, says the Braita. Tanu Abanan, Eretz Mitzrayim have yedalid meot parsa, al dalid meot parsa. The land of Egypt, Mitzrayim, is 400 parsa by 400 parsa. Okay? This is a size. 400 parsa by 400 parsa. I believe. The Cheshbon is, you want a second? I believe the Cheshbon is a person can travel 10 parsa in a day. Let me just clarify that. But I believe that's the Cheshbon. Let's say kilometer. It's, 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 but parsa right. is not time? Parsa is a distance. When we say like, you know, parsa is four mil, if you want to say. In, in the Gemara, it's four, four mil. Four mil. mil. So one second, let me just find this for a second. Four mile by four mile. 400 parsa. 400 parsa. No, 400 parsa. Yeah, yeah. 400 parsa. A parsa is 4 mil. So it's 1600. Something like, I don't know if you want to do it like that. One second, let me just find something here. Yeah, that was Egypt. One second. There's something I wanted to find here. Oh, here. Esther parsa ot. One second. Gemara says a person can travel 10 parsaot a day. That's the normal average travel of a person. It's a distance. It's a distance. Okay. Okay, let's continue. So in 40 days you can cover the whole Mitzrayim? No, I can't. Why? Yes. 10 a day, 400. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. 10 parsaot a day. 10 a day. So 400. By 400 you could go the length or the width of Mitzrayim. That would be a good, exactly, that would be the Cheshbon. By the way, I, I want to show you something that from the next sugya becomes a little bit difficult based on something we learned in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, but I'll show you, I'm not sure we'll get to it today, let's see. 
So ten rabbanan. Eretz Mitzrayim have yedal meot parsa dal meot parsa. Eretz Mitzrayim four hundred parsa by four hundred parsa. Vuechad mishishim bekush, and it is one sixtieth the size of kush. So kush is sixty times larger than Mitzrayim. Wait, so it's Kush, Kush, what do you translate Kush today? Uh, Africa? Kush Kush is, is, is uh, what do you call Kush today? Africa. It's not Af- is it the entire Africa? Afri- I don't know if it's a specific country in Africa. See, Kushim sometimes refer to black people. But I think it's Africa, let's say. Yeah, so it's 60... <laughs> Kush is 60 times bigger than Mitzrayim. <laughs> Why do you need to know? Unbelievable, right? Mitzrayim is one sixtieth size of Kush. Kush is one sixtieth the size of the world. So the world is 60 times larger than Kush. And if you do 60 times, so what does that mean? How many times larger Wait, than Mitzrayim? On 1600. Let's forget about 1600. Whoa. Why? Let's Arbam, say Arbam Eot Parsa. Arbam Parsa. Oh, let's just keep it 400. It's just easier for the mind. Okay. So 400. Kush is 60 times larger than Mitzrayim. So it's 20. 24. 24,000. It's not 2,400. It's 24,000. 24,000? Yeah. Yes, 400, double 60. 400, double 60. Is what? 400, 2,400. No. 400 <laughs> And the world is 60 times bigger. 24,000 times 60, 1.440, 1. 1. 1.4 million. Let's just say 1.4 million. By 1. 1.4 million, 40,000. 40,000, yeah. Okay, fine. 1, 1,440,000 by 1,440,000. Okay. That's the size of the earth. Okay, so far so good. Got the cheshbon so far. So the world is 60 times kush. Okay. Ve'olam, and the world, echad mishishim began, is one sixtieth the size of gan. So 1.4, 60 million. I want to point something out. Gan, what's gan? Garden. Gan is a place in Eden. Right? There's a place called Eden, and in the Eden, Hashem made a gan where he put Adam Arishon. So the whole thing is Eden, inside of Gan. So I'll just point out. So the Gan is 60 times the world. Exactly, and that's the Gan in Eden. Gan Eden. Gan Eden. That's what it is. The Gan echad mishishim le'Eden, and the Gan is 60th of the Eden. The these numbers are crazy. The Eden echad mishishim le'Genon. You see, the Eden is 60 times Geno. Now, I, I want to tell you one potential explanation, but Eden is a 60th the size of Geno, which means what's the largest thing? Geno. Geno. Most people going over there. <laughs> people are going over there. That's what it sounds like. Like we said, Hamas. No. Nimza. So the Gemara finishes off the Cheshbon and says that it turns out. The whole world is like a pot covering for Geenom. Meaning you have Geenom, which is the largest pot, and the, the rest of everything is like a covering for Geenom. 
That's like the tunnels, you know, the whole thing. Can you imagine? The whole world is smaller than Genom. Genom is the largest area. What should we do, the Cheshbon? Uh, you know, when you go Genom or Gan you don't go with the body, you go with the Neshama. And a little space like this could be a million. Neshama is like hell. It's spiritual, you're right, you're right, you're right. Now let's just finish. Wait, let's just finish. Before we say, let's listen to this. And some say, Genom has no measure, meaning it's not even measured in the numbers that we just said. Meaning the Genom has no space. Meaning there's the no, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning the point is, Genom is just beyond space. And some say Eden has no measurement. Okay. Now, I want to suggest, what's the, what's the nafkamina? What is what's the important point? Meaning, is this just a numbers game? What are we playing over here? So there's a fascinating Rashi in Parashat Breshit. Listen to this Rashi. I wonder if this is the Pshat. Rashi tells us in Breshit, it says, Perak Bet, Pasuk Dalit, Eilat Todot HaShamayim Ve'aretz, These are the products of the heavens and earth, Behi Bar'am, when He created them. Hashem Elohim. Behi Bar'am. Listen to that word. Behi Bar'am. Now, Behi Bar'am, the way that Rashi explains it is Behe Bar'am. With He, letter He, letter He, Bar'am. Hashem created the world with the letter He. As we say in Zmiro, we say, Yud and He, Tzor Olamim. What does it mean? Hashem created the world with Yud and He. So listen to Rashi. It's a fascinating Rashi. It sounds like Kabbalah, but listen to Rashi. He says like this. As it says in Yeshaya, Hashem, Bika Hashem Tzor Alamim. With Yud Hey, Hashem created the world. With these two letters, says Rashi, With the two letters of Hashem's name, Yud and Hey, He created the two worlds. Olam Aban, Olam Azeh. This world was created with He, and the next world was created with Yud. Now listen, Rashi gives two explanations. He says, It's a hint, just like the He is open below. You know the He is written with a little leg and then the like a uh, right angle. So there's an opening below. So too, the world is open for those that do teshuva. So that's a nice thing. Okay, that's a good way to look at it. It's created with a yud. Lomar to say, yud is the smallest letter. Yud is the tiniest letter, a little dot. The amount of tzaddikim in the future in that world will be so small, like the yud that's the smallest letter. Very interesting idea. I was thinking, maybe that's the pshat in the Gemara here. It's emphasizing genom, at least in the pshat that we saw the first pshat. It's the largest because the amount of tzaddikim that will end up in Eden or Gan Eden, what we're talking about, they're muatim kemo yud. They're muatim like a tiny yud. Now that's one pshat in Rashi. Rashi continues and he says... Remesh, the other way to learn that the hay is open below is like Matan just said, which is not so positive. Remez sha'im lemata lirot shachat zot sham. Is the hay is uh, open below? Is that the, the Rishayim are going to fall below into Genom? So 
I wonder you put the two pshatim together, it comes out, Genom is going to be much larger because it's going to be all these wicked people who deserve punishment and that tzaddikim in the future, small. Maybe that's the emphasis of uh, Genom larger. Now the other way we said is Eden in so you have to know what the pshat in that would be and I don't know what the explanation of that is necessarily. One thing to remember. God created the ABC, Hebrew ABC. Yeah. From the ABC creator. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's true. The And he tell you each one why it's like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What's the right the number? We have. Yeah. Our language, Shmuel. Amen, Each one. Yeah. He tell you why, for example, the Gimel is going to the Dalit. Mm-hmm. It's like that. The things going to mm-hmm. the Dalit. It's good. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 it's good, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Bet, it goes, Bet is a letter that goes forward. No, it doesn't go backwards. It's the Torah starts with that. There's so many secrets in the secrets. Because Lashona Kodesh, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Going, going to the Dalit, to the, to the rich guy, to ask money. Dal is, da, is, is poor. Dal is poor. Dal, Dal, Dal means poor. Dal, dal means no, poor. Uh, I don't know, I'm not sure, but no, there's a lot of this these things. Gomel, Gimel is probably Gomel. Gomel is probably the other way. He probably gives to Dal. There's a probably, I'm sure there's Pshatim. Everything is Pshatim because these words are, these are holy things. It's so not a simple thing. ABC, this is amazing. Amazing, amazing. Well, it depends, depends on the pshat here. It depends on the. It, yeah. I guess. Genom, I guess. That's what it come out. Very interesting. But the Yud, I, I was focusing on the Yud. The Yud is a tiny letter. I just want to point out, so we don't get this, like, uh, depressed about it. We do say in the beginning of Pirkei Avot, Kol Yisrael yesh lam chelek l'olam haba. So we say, I'm just saying, we do say, every Jew has portion in the next world. So, for Hashem, we have that. Oh, okay, okay, I hear that. You can argue about that. You can argue about that. So there's a, there's a lot to talk about. I'm just saying is, there's a reason we say that. Every Jew has that opportunity. You could lose it. There are certain things we learned in Rosh Hashanah. There's certain extreme sins that we do. Extreme, that we, people could do, like we said, like whatever, terrible things. That would be different. But the point is, in general, every Jew has a portion. Even if they sin, they're considered Yisrael. We, we, we talk about it. We have a lot to rely on. It's not a, we don't have to give up. Anyways. Okay, let's go a little bit ahead here. Amar Rabbi Oshaya. Rabbi Oshaya says. Should we stop here and do Chazal? No, let's go a little bit ahead. A little bit ahead. Let's finish till the Mishnah. All right. Amar Rabbi Oshaya says. What does it mean when the Pasuk in Yirmiyah teaches us? Now we're going to talk about living in an area that's very moist. You know, we live in Miami. We have this. It's raining now. So Vashaya says like this. My dichtiv in Yermia, the Pasuk tells us as follows. Shochant al-mayim rabim, that which dwells, shochant, shochen, to dwell. The one who lives al-mayim rabim, on a lot of water, rabat otsarot, it has a lot of storage houses, meaning a lot of tfuah. So what's the pshat? It's talking about Bavel. This is talking about Bavel. Bavel the Babylonian area, Bavel, was a very low-lying area. It was very low. 
means as opposed to Eretz Yisrael, which was higher, at least certain areas are mountainous, Bavel is very low. And since it was very low, the water would go there. So it was a naturally very moist place, Bavel. Bavel was a very moist, wet area, like Miami, very wet. So the Pasuk says in Yermi again, That which dwells on a lot of water has a lot of storage houses. How do we interpret the verse? What causes Bavel to have storage houses full of produce? It's because, you'll say, it's because it dwells on a lot of water, meaning it, it naturally has so much moisture, things grow naturally even if you don't have rain. It's just, it's like Miami. Miami, you dig uh, half a foot down into the soil, you hit water. That's why it's difficult to build in Miami, and that's why buildings collapse, meaning it's, it's very wet. That's why there's no basements, exactly. Amarav. Rav says, Atira Bavel, Bavel is wealthy, the same note, it's rich. Because they could reap. Chatzta means to harvest. They can harvest their crops below Mitra, Mitra is Matar, without rain. Even if there's no rain, things grow because it's so wet, it's so moist, everything grows naturally. And Amr Abai finishes off, Nakitina, we have a tradition, Tovani Velo Yovshani, that it is Tovani, like Tove, like Tavua. We have tradition. We have a Like we, we, this is an idea that we take with ourselves. Tovani is lashon like tavua bayam, sunken, swampy. That's really what it means. Swampy velo yovshani, not yavish, not dried out. So Tosafot says something very interesting. What do you mean we have a tradition? Pirush Tosafot says, if you look at that Tosafot right here, Tovani Tosafot says, Pirush mutav lihiyot ba'aretz shehi lecha mikeshehi yavesha. It's better to live in a land that's wet, wet than, than in a dry land. So we live in Miami. For example, Eretz Yisrael, before the Jews came out, the Macharucha was used to be like very hard uh, land. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, you couldn't even, there was uh, Eretz Yisrael now, I mean, there's, there are desert areas, but you're right, there's tremendous uh, nurture and moisture as well. So it's very interesting. That's the idea of Bavel. Bavel was considered a very wet area and it was wealthy. They could produce so much even without rain. That was the idea. And it, Tosafot learns it's better better to live in a place that's wet, that's naturally moist, etc. You know, you can makes harvest. Sense. Makes sense. Like we said uh, in Where's the beginning, the with the dew. Economy is good. The dew. The dew. That it does the tal. It does actually keep the world moving, right. even though there is no rain. Yeah. It's still... Right. We'll stop here at the Mishnah. About halfway down, Yudam Allah, Pizat Hashem, we'll pick up the new Mishnah tomorrow.